This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. And it's hard to believe, but Labor Day is coming around the corner pretty fast this coming Monday. It'll be here, and that kind of tells us that the summer is done, doesn't it? Isn't that the the indicator of that the end of summer is, is here, and everybody's back to school, all the kids are? I'm not, thank God. It was, so, we guess we're going to have a hard, cold reality check, right? With that said, I hope you enjoyed your summer. I do. I hope it was fun and profitable for you. I'm Steve Peasley. On this Tuesday, August 28th, Invest Talk, we are going to talk about stock market, Invest Talk strategies, investment strategies of any kind, financial news of the day. And this, all this with one objective in mind we will inform and educate so that you can become an above-average investor, become better at what you do to protect and grow your money. Now, if you can do that, if you can you can up your game, become a better investor, sharpen your skills, you'll be on the road to achieving financial freedom. Isn't that what everybody wants? Financial freedom. And financial freedom doesn't mean you have to be super rich. Financial freedom means you don't have to worry about money anymore. Whatever that means to you. So let's go ahead and get started. And by the way, we are encouraging your calls. I always encourage your calls and questions at 888-99-CHART. With your participation, as always, we will have a good, dynamic, productive program. But you make the show. You drive it. Now here's a question that, that might be on minds of every investor. Is it possible to successfully invest in the stock market, especially when history tells us that at some point the market will have a hard landing? I'll mention some stats, and I'll give you my opinion coming up in a few minutes. But first, let's honor Invest Talk tradition and listen to the recorded question from a listener who called in earlier on our Anytime Listener Line 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. My name is Nick. I have a stock, Target, TGT, and I'm up about 54%. Uh, I'm just starting to wonder if I should take some profits uh, off the table. I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Thanks. Target. You know, they had earnings recently. They were very good. Same store sales up. And how you count these kind of retailers is the same store sales are up year over year. And that's how they gauge. And, you know, Target has 1,822 Target superstores and Target citywide stores in the U.S. And, you know, they have, you know, just general merchandise. So their recent earnings was up 7% quarter over quarter. And that is why it's, and there were certain parts of the earnings looked pretty impressive. They liked the online um, aspect uh, growing and, uh, of course, the stores. Then rebuilding a lot of the stores, redecorating, not rebuilding, but refurbishing them. And they're doing that more and more and more. So you, it's at $86.70 now. They're going to make $5.62. That's the estimate for next year. After $5.40 up for this year. And that was up 15%. 15%. So they, it looks very impressive. So what does $5.62 mean as far as a, a P.E. ratio? And that's around, what, 16? 
and the five-year range is 10 to 20. Return equity is 23%. It's a good company to buy and hold. It's a good core holding. Now, if you bought it to trade, that's a whole nother matter. If you bought it to trade, I would wait for a, a sell signal to hit before I would sell it. Sell signal meaning it breaks down below a support. And what support is right now is about $83 a share. It's at $86.70. Or a 20-day moving average, which is also about $83, about the same price. Or you can do tighter or, weak, uh, or, tighter or looser stops. But I would follow it up. I just necessarily wouldn't just sell it. Uh, remember, if it's in a taxable account, you're going to have to pay. You're going to, have to pay capital gains on all that tax. And if it's a under a one-year purchase, you're going to have to pay. You know, you're going to have to pay your ordinary income tax rate on that tax. So, I would hold it if it's core holding. It looks great. It's gonna. You know, it's break. It broke out. You know, it's at a it's a new high that's ever been. I, I just and it's not super expensive. It's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. Either. Okay, we ran across an opinion story at marketwatch.com that I thought was worth analyzing. The story sets up a challenge: how to invest in a stock market that's due for a hard landing. So that was the premise of the story. It takes the position that the fundamentals of the global economy can't be trusted these days. Mostly, it's about debt. Debt is growing globally, and governments are running huge deficits, including our own, while interest rates are still really, really low. They've been going up, but they're still low. Now, looking at almost any metric, stock markets have been more expensive than they have been in the last 100 years. Just before the dot-com bubble burst, this is what the prices look like. Maybe not... Maybe they're not as extended as they were back then, but and there's also another risk out there. It's China. Why? Why is there a risk in China? Think about this. For you know, just taking one sector of China's economy, let's look at the real estate market in China. The cost per foot is about in China for real estate. The cost per foot in China is about 38 percent higher than the median price per square foot in the U.S. So it's 38% higher. And the per capita income in the United States is, think about this, get this, more than 700% greater than in China. Now, since household real estate lending is 22% of Chinese banks, their assets is household real estate lending, 22%, that you can see where a problem could coming now doesn't have to be but it's pretty odd you know the banks are really relying on real estate and you know now but here in the US the markets are hitting new highs this week right so should we be worried about China could a major economic crisis in China hurt us and that depends depends on many variables it depends I can tell you this, a smart investor, an above average investor, understands the importance of diversification. And every investor who has been a regular InvestTalk listener has been taught to restrain emotions. Don't make emotional decisions. Use common sense investing decisions. You know not to let the temptation of low interest rates push you into riskier assets. Now, it's difficult to know whether China will trip us up, 
at some point. We don't know. No one knows that. But you can fortify your portfolio's posture. You can take steps. And Justin and I, of course, would be happy to help you with that job. It would be a collaborative effort. Contact us at, on our Dana Point, California office or send me a message through investtalk.com. Any one of those. The flow lines right now are open. Let's go. Let's get to the callers. The, you know, I really like to get to the callers. It's always a better call, better show if you call. The number is 888-99-CHART. Now, today's feature talking point. What With over 100 million subscribers, Netflix has the lead share of the 20 billion streaming video sector. But Netflix is testing ads between its episodes. And users are not happy about it. We're going to look at that today on the program. Two lessons we should be learning from the Lehman Brothers 2008 collapse. Two lessons. I'm going all the way back there because I want to make sure that next time we have a class, people learn some of these lessons. I'm going to remind you about them things. And should you buy a house now? You know, should you buy some real estate, a home? I'm going to talk about a survey by a, a survey of 100 real estate and economic experts and what they say. It was done by Zillow. And why people don't pay off their credit cards every month. Why don't they do it? It's not about money. It's not just about money, about not having the money. So what that I thought that was a pretty interesting point. And finally, finally, uh, I guess those are the three I want to talk about. If I get to the fourth one, fine, but... We'll just stop there. Okay? The market was up today with a follow-through day. Not a lot. The Dow was up 14. The NASDAQ was up 12. And the S&P up 1. But it was up. That's a good sign. Now, I'm, you know, we are entering September next week. September and October are known for the biggest down days of the market. Individual days. September and October. So I think we're going to see some more volatility. We're already seeing up volatility this week. Okay, great. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm for that. But don't expect it to always just be up volatility. I think we're going to see more volatility. Don't know. I do think the market's going to be higher by the end of the year. But we're going to see some volatility, I think. And it's official. Tomorrow, August 29th, I will be meeting by appointment with a group of Investalk listeners in San Jose. No more portfolio review spaces are available. We're full. I'm full. I'll probably lose my voice by the end of the day. But Justin or I can still schedule a Skype consultation or an introductory phone call with you. We can help you. But you, but you guys got to reach out. You got to reach out to me. Reach out to me or Justin. And now the lines are open. As I said, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. August is fading fast, and the Labor Day holiday will soon be here. Question Have you subscribed to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play? Please do. Then listen, rate, and review. This helps us improve our Invest Talk programming. And now, Steve is here, and he's taking your calls live. 888 99Chart. 8-8-8-9-9-2-4-2-7-8. Let's talk to Kevin in Poway. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, hey, Steve. Good hearing from you. 
got a couple of questions, Thank if you. you can. With sure. RMDs in the traditional IRA, does one sell winners, losers, or combination? What would you recommend? And the second question is cost basis. If I buy a share for $10 and it splits two to one, is my cost basis now five and five? If you can answer one or two, great. Yeah, your cost basis gets cut in half if it's a two-for-one split. So, so it's exactly, you know, it splits just along the same split percentages of a stock split. Um, okay, so the $10 share sell, is now 100 shares. You got 200 shares valued at cost basis of $5. Correct. Okay, okay, Correct. cool. Cool. Okay. And okay, to now, select... Ha, go ahead. To select... What to pick... The, you know, RMDs, and for everybody else, that's, that's the required minimum distribution after you reach age, age 70 and a half in your retirement accounts. You're required to take a certain minimum amount. And Kevin's asking, well, do you, what, where do you take it from? Do you sell your winners? Do you sell your losers? Where do you take it from? And Kevin, that's, you know, you neither sell winners or losers. What you do is you produce the cash um, any way that makes sense. In other words, if you have winners that are now very dominant, you probably sell back some of the winners just so that you know they, your your portfolio stays in balance. Um, okay. if you only sell the losers if you decide that you're not you don't think you think they're stay going to stay losers and it's time to exit them for fundamental reasons, you know. But you don't. It, it's not either or. It's a combination of what you think is best to do for your portfolio. I understand Kevin, what you're saying, the but you, the, you, the statement of saying, you know, you got some winners, so you may want to cut back there to keep it in balance. And if the losers are not finding their way back home, it might be say, time to say goodbye. Yep. That's right. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Appreciate it. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining us here today. And if you can find a minute to subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or, and I always say this, Spotify, it would help us raise the visibility of our program, which we are always trying to do. All you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review it. Our phone lines are waiting for your calls now, 888-99-CHART. If there is ever a moment when you question how well your portfolio is doing or maybe it should be doing, it might be smart to make time to look into the various investment strategy programs available to clients of KPP Financial. It's easy. Click on the investment programs link at investtalk.com. And now we're taking your financial and investment questions live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We're going to go talk to Gene in North Carolina. How you doing, Gene? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. The, um, Thank you. Small cap stocks as a group have done relatively well so far this year. And uh, I think the, most, the two most popular indices for the small caps is the um, two, Russell 2000 and the S&P 600. Yes. Can you tell yeah. me what Russell the difference is in, term, in terms I, of what? Well, think about it. Each of those. What, they both still have. They both have the same kind of criteria. What should be in the index, 
but the 2,000 is representing 2,000 stocks, where the 600 is only 600. So, sure. uh, it, it, so that's really the only difference. You'll see almost every stock in the 600 is in the, the 2,000. I, I, I don't think there's, I think every stock is. So uh, the difference is, is you're going to be a little bit more uh, narrow in the 600 because of the numbers. Um, but I don't think it really matters a great deal as an indexer if you're going to index. And I must say, I do like the Russell 2000 better. You do. Just because I do. Because uh, some of those small stocks and some of the ones that are really do really great. And if you don't own it, it yeah, I just like to see that you have it in the in the index, you know. And I, you're I a little bit more limited in the system. I heard that the 2000, that the 2000, uh, Russell 2000 has a lot of stocks that don't earn any money for for a long time or maybe never did. And That's, maybe the there are, criteria uh, for the yeah, there are is a little bit more... Yeah. I don't know if it has a longer track record or, or somehow it's somehow performance-based. Yeah, most likely the 600, I, and I haven't studied the, you know, that's all those stocks in each one of those indexes, but most likely the 600 is probably a grouping of more stable companies, small companies, yet, you know, it's those high flyers you're looking for, aren't you? You're looking for that one that goes up 10,000%. See, so... And that might, you know, that's going to be in some of those weak stocks. And I don't know. It's really a coin toss, I think, really, Gene. I really think it is. I looked at the I like ETFs the 2000 that represent better. both of them. And the 10-year track yeah, record, it looks like the S&P 600 ETF does a lot better. Well, that's good. That's interesting. Then, uh, you know, uh, if I was an indexer, I would know that, but I'm not. Appreciate the call, Gene. Thank you. Let's go to Wesley in Stockton. How you doing, Wesley? Doing great. Thank you for taking my call, Steve. Thank you. I'm calling because of um, I'm interested in a stock called Westrock, W-R-K. It is a company that uh -huh. usually deals with cardboard um, and those kind of packaging packaging, packaging solutions. Um, it seems like it's at a 52-week yes. low. It pays a dividend. It's growing. It's expanding. I was seeing, besides the debt level, anything else I'm not not seeing. I I, I think the debt level is not that bad. I, I kind of like this company. I think it's a it, I, it is a value stock right now. West Rock Company, everybody, WRK, manufactures corrugated and consumer packaging for the health care, oh, personal care, food, beverage, and other industries. It's going to make $2.62, or it may, I'm sorry, it made $2.62 last year, 2017. This year it's going to almost double that to $4.07, and next year to $4.59, and it's a $55 stock. So it's at, what, a 12 PE, and the five-year range is 11 to 28. The, the knock on the company is its return on equity is only 7%. There's the bad news. It's growing 10 to 12%. It's also very, Wesley, it's very cyclical, meaning... It's attached to the economic cycle. As long as the economic cycle is doing well and appears to be doing well in the future, this stock should do well. Now, it has fallen hard this year from almost, what, $69 a share down to 55 Down, 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 down. But I, th I, think, this, it, I think this is the bottom. I think it's put in the bottom. 
Fire off fifty four. Okay. That's what I was thousand. hoping and thinking myself. I, I, think the, um, I like the yeah. Thanks for backing me up. I, I, I yeah, I think uh, at least for the next six months, I think you got a really good shot of at least retracing half of what it lost, and that means maybe back up to what sixty two, sixty three dollars. And everybody would think, well, gee, that's not very much from fifty five. Are you kidding me? What percentage is that? 15 percent from here, and it pays a three percent dividend. Uh, how can you complain about that? It's cheap. It's inexpensive. I I I like this. I like the pick. I do. Thanks, Wesley. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Tomorrow on a Vestock. Should I go there, guys? Tomorrow on the Vestock? Okay. Yeah, tomorrow on the Vestock, pot stocks rampage amid expectations of more big deals with traditional companies. And Smirnoff's maker may be looking for a pot partner. We're talking about marijuana, everybody. That story tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions now at 888-99-CHART, and we'll be right back. Our podcast continues next. The process of investing is more than just picking stocks. Investing begins with savings, of course, and along the way, there are issues about taxes and then estate planning and on and on. KPP Financial clients have a ready resource of information about any and all of these personal financial matters. All they need to do is ask. Managing your money gets more complex every day, and there are more options than the average person could possibly comprehend. And when we're confronted with too many choices, research shows that people put off decisions, important decisions. Most times, that's not productive. KPP Financial's philosophy is the more their clients know, the more successful they'll be and the more predictable their future will be. KPP Financial, serving the average investor, helping them find solutions. Now let's continue with the podcast. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Invest Talk is streamed live and broadcast live each weekday in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific Time, 6 Central and 7 Eastern. It's also available 24 7 via archived podcast at investtalk.com. Would you like to speak with Steve right now? He's here, and the lines are open 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's go talk to Mike in San Jose. How you doing, Mike? Good. Thank you, Steve. I was wondering if you'd look at AMD and see what you think about it. I picked up some on this drop that's happening today. Yeah, I, I, I think someone called me about this last week, AMD, and I said, you know what? You just ride the ride. You know, he owned it, and I suggested, well, you just stay with it and follow it with the type stop, I think I said, because... You know, they turned around. They were less than $10 stock back in April, and now it's at 25 It's on a run, and it's gone up sharply in the last three or four days from 21 to 25 So it's on a rise, and it's still in that upper. Do you own it, Mike? That's really the question. Do you own it now yeah. already? Yeah, yeah I okay. picked up some this afternoon on a pullback. Ah, I think you just stay with it until the ride is over. I, 
Their earnings are going to go from 11 cents a share last year to 46 cents a share this year to 63 cents a share next year. And sales increased 53% last quarter. 40% a quarter before that, 21% before that. So the sales are accelerating. AMD, everybody, advanced micro devices, designs microprocessors, embedded media graphics processors, and chipsets for computers and consumer devices. It's on a tear. It's a $24 billion company. And it is expensive. It's going to make $0.63, cents, a $25 stock. So it's overpriced, but as long as it's running, you stay with it. Uh, I think you might be a little late to the party, Mike, to be honest, because you got in today on, a, on some weakness today. But it's been moving up since April from $10, and now it's 25 So it might be a little late, but we'll see. It's on a run. Mike, appreciate the call. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you. AMD is the symbol, everybody. AMD. Okay, a couple lessons we need to learn from Lehman Brothers collapse. Remember Lehman Brothers in 2008? Went BK, bankrupt. What are the lessons we can learn from that? Number one lesson here. That, you know, the, and just so you remember, when Lehman Brothers collapsed, the Dow Jones went down 25% in 30 days. Okay, one quarter of its value was lost in 30 days. Do you know what that means if it happened today? About, what, 6,500 points in a month? Now, the first lesson to learn here is that a drop of this kind of magnitude could happen at any time. Don't think it's not going to happen again. It will happen someday. You know, I, I can't tell you. No one can predict. That's the whole point. You can't predict it. You know, no one really knows. And if it ever happens again, you start to buy. You don't run from that. The second lesson is you're never, ever going to be able to time that. Uh, this article that I was referring to is from MarketWatch from uh, Mark Holbert. Mark Holbert has been studying timing of newsletters for, uh, well, maybe two decades at least. And he's studied those newsletters. They're timing newsletters. When to get out, when to get in. And his conclusion is that no timer is right enough to make it predictable or reliable that you can time yourself in or out. This doesn't work. And just more evidence that timing the market doesn't work. So you can't get in and out. You can't. What you can do is recognize where you are in the economic cycle and where that is in relationship to the stock market cycle and start using you know, different strategies to help protect you against the downfall. That you can do. I've done it, and it's very doable. Yeah, there are times when you won't perform as well as the market because you're, you know, not as aggressive and you don't want to be aggressive, and that's the way it goes. But when a downtime comes and you have that kind of defensive positions, you don't go down nearly like the market. So you can do that. Those are... Those, it, it, it can be done every day. New listeners to InvestTalk may not realize that KPP Financial has been producing this program for more than 20 years. And Justin and I are glad to continue making this investment because it makes us a reliable go-to source for investors. I can't believe I've done this way more than 20 years. That's amazing. It goes by pretty fast. 
We also know that some of you will recognize that our training and experience can be brought to your table to help you maximize the earnings and strategy of your portfolio. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. So listen for free. You can listen anytime for free. Remember, you can podcast for free. We even take out all the commercials. But we, the show doesn't work without you submitting your questions. And you can do that anytime. So you can also register for our no-cost portfolio reviews. I do that. I'm going to be up in uh, San Jose tomorrow all day doing that. And now we are taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where their disciplined equity program offers consistent exposure to the equity markets by focusing only on high-quality companies listed on U.S. exchanges. KPP has developed a strategy that filters through thousands of stocks based on business quality, chart strength, and underlying value. With this strategy, your portfolio is concentrated, but KPP limits exposure to any one sector of the market. Now, you can try to duplicate this strategy on your own, or you can get serious and call Steve or Justin at their Dana Point, California office, or send a contact message to Steve or Justin through investtalk.com. And now, Steve's here, and he's happy to answer your investing questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. So should you buy a house now? This is a survey. This is a survey of 100 real estate economists and experts done by Zillow. And what do you think they say? They say it will be a buyer's market. The housing market will be a buyer's market, not a seller's market, a buyer when you should be buying in 2020. They said that the 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 that availability of homes will finally at that point outstrip outstrip the demand. There'll be a lot more houses on the market, and therefore you as a buyer can negotiate down instead of always having to pay up over the last few years. That's all you have to do. And they they also think, which I thought was very interesting, they think that the Midwest, the Midwest, will be first to have this kind of market and it could happen as soon as next year next year 2019 so they're telling you don't buy a house now it's not a good time to be buying and i would happen to agree with that i mean you know i'm seeing and i've reported this in writing and on the radio we're seeing cracks in the housing market in various parts of the country you're starting to see that because sales are falling. And at first, they're all talking about how sales are falling because of lack of supply. And that might be so, but they're still falling. And then you got the new home sales falling, too. Hmm. Now, it could be because interest rates are rising, the Fed, but it's not rising that much. Uh, so, yeah, I think, it's, I think you should wait. If you're in the housing market, it's a good time to wait. Don't be in a rush. Now, of course, almost all housing markets are can be, you know, are local. So depending on where you are, you know, what's going on in your particular housing market, what you're going to do. But in general, yeah, it's not a good time to buy. Okay. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. We have someone who called in early to leave a message, and here is that question. This is Gary Krause. I really have enjoyed listening to the podcast. Uh, My question is this. 
I noticed in several times when you all are talking about diversity, you talked about um, sectors versus industries. Where can one go to find a listing of the different sectors, the different industries, and then not necessarily comprehensive, but a good listing of who's in each of those sectors and or industries so that one could do a comparison. I'll wait and listen on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, it's all over the internet. I would suggest maybe go to investopedia.com and just start off by saying, please give me all the sectors, uh, the list of all the sectors industry. You also can get it at finviz.com. They actually have a search, a search engine that includes sectors and industries. You can say, I want to look up, you know, the computer software sector uh, and I want all companies over a billion dollars in size, and it'll list them all. Or you can say all companies over a hundred million size, or under a million. Yeah, yeah all. Yeah, so there's those are two good places to start. Investopedia.com, and then Finviz.com. Finviz is one of my favorite free sites to do research on. It really is because because of the because of that uh, filtering system they have. Allows you to, you know, look for companies and many and, and may require many different uh, fundamental uh, analysis. So, you know, like I want dividends over three and a half percent. I also want it to be over a five billion dollar company. I also want it to be growing ten percent a year in sales. I want margins to expand. I want, you know, you can. They have a ton of ways you can filter through. Now you can filter so much that you'll get zero stocks to choose from, but. I like the way it works, and it's fast and, and easy for everybody. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thanks. Okay, why people don't pay off their credit cards every month. Now, you would think, you would think it's because they have no money. They don't have the money to do it. And you would be right, but that's not the primary reason. Because... of those people surveyed said they didn't pay off their credit card every month. A credit card balance every month is because they forgot to to pay the bill. And you don't think the credit card companies rely on that? Why do you think it's so expensive, uh, 30-day loan? Very high, those loans are very high. That's 35%. 33% because the money is tight, they don't have enough money. So 35% because they forgot. 32%, 32%, and that makes everybody, say that they haven't, the reason why they don't pay it off every month because they have an unexpected emergency. And you do realize people don't have, there's a lot of people out there that don't have any kind of cushion. They live from paycheck to paycheck and don't have any savings or cushion if, something, if an emergency does come up. They don't have ability to handle it. Isn't that interesting? Because I would have never guessed that the primary reason is because people forgot. I've never forgotten. But I guess it can be. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So what do you think is going to happen now that we have a Mexico-U.S. trade deal in in, in process? And that's why the market was so up so strongly yesterday. What do you think is going to happen? My thoughts are, Canada will be next. Canada will be a pretty quick. I don't think it's going to drag out too much, too long. I just don't. 30 days, 60 days. Canada will be next. 
the harder trade deals that that we're going to try to put together will be with China and the EU. The EU would be easier than China because China's had it their own way for so long. They're they're not going to want to you know they're not going to want to give in. They're not going to want it. They don't really want. I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. Most countries don't want free trade. They want they want unfair trade. They want trade that benefits them the most. And I, I, I'm okay with them wanting that. I'm just not okay with giving it to them. You know, we have to be hard negotiators. And the one thing, you can complain about the Trump presidency all you, presidency all you want, but you can't complain about them not trying to get better deals for the U.S. worker. I mean, you have to give them credit for that. They're working hard to give a better deal all the way around to the average U.S. worker. And, well, you got to give them that. I mean, the stats point that out. I mean, cracks me up how people refuse to look at facts. You can hate the guy. That's okay. I'm not trying to be political. I'm just saying the facts are the facts. So he does, his presidency has been, has been and continues to be focused on helping the American economy and the little guy. Doesn't mean he doesn't help the, the big guys. I'm not saying that. He does that too. Okay. Anyways, the great thing about our anytime listener line number is it never closes. And here's a question that came in early at 888-99-CHART. Hi, how you doing there? Um, wondering if you would like to take a look at a stock I've been uh, building up a little position in. Last year or two, it's uh, GNC Holdings, the uh, health food store. Uh, wondering if you might take a look at it, see what you think here. I think it could be a good uh, long-term investment, uh, 10 year plus. Thanks for your help. Bye. I don't know if it's a health food store. It's a vitamin and health store, but not necessarily food. Supplements, yes. Operates 3,423 company-owned, 1,099 domestic franchise stores, and 2,000 international franchise locations. Okay, it is the, the problem you have is the sales are falling. This stock is falling from $26 down to $3 in the last couple of years. Why is that? Because earnings have gone from $2.87 to $2.16 to $1.38 to this year $0.49 cents and next year $0.39. Cents. It's all going in the wrong direction. This is not a stock to own. Sales are shrinking. Three to five percent. Wrong direction. Don't fall in love. It's a value trap. The PE is three. Well, that's based on last year. Next year, the PE is 10. It's still a value trap. Our Tuesday Investor program is almost finished and ready for upload to our archive podcast collection. But we still got about 10 minutes. Okay? Time to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk, hot stocks rampage amid expectations of more big deals with traditional companies. And Smirnoff's maker may be looking for a pot partner. That's tomorrow. But now, Steve is here. He's ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Sharon. I'm calling from Denver. Question about investing in REITs or commodities-based ETFs. 
what I'm looking at is doing either REITs or commodities and what looks like rising interest rates and inflation. And I was wondering if those were two defensive plays that for long-term holding would hold up well for the next, say, three to five years. What are your thoughts? Steve and Justin, thank you for a fabulous show. Well, in general, I wouldn't do REITs, real estate investment trust, everybody, because interest rates rising doesn't benefit REITs. Now, three to five years, uh, and the last two or three years of that five-year period, REITs might be just great. But this year and next year, um, I would be very wary of REITs. I think real estate is topping out, and you know, it depends on what kind of REIT you're going to buy, because they're they, they span the gamut of all kinds of industries, you know, housing REITs, apartment REITs, hospital REITs, depends. And not only that, also it could be property REITs versus mortgage REITs. So there's a big depends on what area you're going to be in. I think I would say commodities in the next year or two or three might be a better place to be, better place to be because I think they will move up in the next year or two. Uh, whereas REITs in the next year or two, I think, are going to struggle with the rising interest rates. When we hit the recession, everything will fall with the recession. Coming out of that recession, uh, REITs might be the better choice, but not right now. That's my opinion. Netflix is testing video promos between episodes, and users are not very happy. Have you read about this? Now everybody knows who Netflix is. Done very, very well. And one of the reasons people like the Netflix service is you don't have to watch commercials. No commercials, none. Well, they are not, okay. You ask Netflix and they'll, they will never use the word commercial. What they will use is video promos, which are nothing but commercials, okay? I don't care what anybody said. They are commercial. Video promos are they, they will talk about their next uh, uh, series of what they're going to have come out. They'll talk about you know, they do promotions, and of course, they actually might slip in a commercial. They've been testing this out, and you're get, they're getting a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback from their clients, their customer base, because they're so used to not having any of that kind of thing. And I think that if they start putting on these kinds of commercials, that this is really going to make them more and more like everybody else when the fact that they were so different without any commercials is why they were so successful. So why would you be a Netflix subscriber if they're going to do like everybody else does? And I think it's not a good, good decision. I don't think they decided they're going to do that, by the way. I think they're just testing it to see what kind of pushback they get, what kind of what kind of feedback they get from their, their client base. And they're getting a lot of it, and it's not good. Okay? Now, here's an investment term you should know. Hard stop. Hard stop. A hard stop is a price level that, if reached, will trigger an order to sell an underlying security. It's a stop. A hard stop. Hard stops are set at a constant price. And are inherently good until canceled, which differentiates from you know a trailing stop or other kind of similar orders. So there's different types. A hard stop is if it hits this price, I want to sell, and I'm going to leave that there, and that's the way it is. 
Now, oftentimes, hard stops are used to protect a long-term investment after money has been taken off the table. Okay? So, now, of course, over at Investopedia.com, they host a dictionary with hundreds of investing terms. And remember, it's really a great source, a great resource for you. So, if you have a security question or other investing kind of questions, you can ask you can also call here. I'll answer the questions. 888-99-CHART. But Investor P is a great resource, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another worthwhile Investor program. I hope it's worthwhile to you. Driven again by your question, not by me. I always bring up what I want to talk about, but it's your questions that drive the show, and I do appreciate it. You can replay this anytime or all of today's program. You can do it. You can do so on demand from the podcast page on investtalk.com. I want to thank you for listening. And please come back tomorrow when Justin will be here because I'll be in San Jose. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.